I constantly, constantly, constantly found myself looking for love in men who shared totally different values. Hey loves, my name is Dantea and I'm your fave self-worth therapist and coach. And this is my show, Situationship. This show is about getting out of toxic situationships that go beyond partners to family and friends and everything in between to living a life of joy and self-worth. Okay, let's get into it. All right, loves. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, I hope you all are enjoying your day. Hope you're having a gentle day. Hoping wherever this podcast finds you, that you are having a gentle day. And if you're not having a gentle day, let's just take this moment together just to do a deep inhale and exhale and like center ourselves. I feel like that's what I need right now. So I'm invite you to do it with me too. So we're going to breathe in and hold for three and then breathe out for three. No magic formula with that. This is what we're going to do. All right, let's do it. So breathe in. Breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. Breathe out. All right. Okay, here we go. So today, I'm going to tell a story to give you all some, some insight into like how I truly feel that I've been in situationship after situationship after toxic relationship after toxic relationship, right? And I want to talk about, now that I feel like I'm on the other side of that, like definitely in a space where I can smell the situationship coming, (laughs) you know, I feel like I'm definitely in a space now where I can see the red flags. I can definitely get in one if I wanted to. And having more control over myself. If I entered one, I would know what I'm here to do, like what I'm here to get, right? And it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be what I've done in the past. What what a lot of us have done is we get in situationships, we get in relationships with people who aren't uh matching our needs and wants and our values and our desires and our goals. You know, and I don't mean like your whole life. I just mean like maybe maybe you want to have a baby and this person's wanna have a baby, or maybe you want to get married, they don't want to get married, right? And so it leaves us in this very complicated place that we now call situationships, right? And so I'm not doing that anymore with my life. However, I want to talk about like these four main things that I learned about myself during my times from like 18 years old. And I'm sure, I'm sure I was in situationships (laughs) before 18. However, that's just the place where I can like very clearly identify where things got really wonky. So I want to talk about that. I mentioned four things that I realized about myself that that I that I got out of being in situationships for all those years, right? And how I was realizing like how this how this whole thing that we're doing here, this toxicness is whatever, it just doesn't work for me anymore. Let me tell you that story. So there I was I was 18 years old, so ready to live an unchained life, 
right? From my mom, from everybody, right? Ready to live an unchained life now that I'll be living on my own in my Spelman College dorm room, right? I was ready, ready for life. Now, I did have a boyfriend who I basically begged to break up with me a week before college because everyone around me, family, friends, every stranger, people they know, right? We're all saying, don't bring a boyfriend with you to college. Like, just don't do it. But I was like, in love, quotation marks, I was in love, couldn't break up. But then I really started thinking about it because I actually, I went to the Morehouse, huh? <laughs> how coincidental, I'm wearing Morehouse shirt right now. I'm wearing Morehouse shirt, t-shirt today. <laughs> While I was still in high school, like my senior year towards the end, my friend and I actually went to Morehouse's campus. And I saw what they were working with. And so I was like, you know what? I do need to be single. These men are attractive. And if you listen to any of my other podcasts, you know how attractive these Morehouse men are, how I talked about that in, the, in my past episodes. I knew there'd be plenty of options for boyfriends. That's all I'm trying to say. I knew there'd be options for boyfriends and Dondea needed to be single, right? And I wanted all paths to be clear. <laughs> So I had to be single as soon as possible. That was officially the goal. So I begged him, like, let's break up. I gave all kind of reasons. I was like, do you think we should do this? And he was like, no, we're going to be together. We're going to stay together. It's fine. They don't know what they're talking about. It's you and me, blah, 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 right? Woof, woof. Toxic relationship, toxic relationship. So about a month into it. A new October was a time where he sent some girls to fight me. That this is how toxic it got. So three months into college, we have we have been broken up. I think we I think we actually really broke up probably three or four weeks into college, if that, if that. And then for the next few weeks, it was just very back and forth, very toxic, very manipulations, very like a lot of gift giving when he did some crazy shit. And then when this when he sick the girls on to beat me up, and then him and his friend were driving around the street, up and down the street looking for me. It, that's when you know what and it wasn't even over oh I should I should really I should really take the time to make an episode talking to you about my my ex that college ex because you would think you think I would stop talking to him then right when um he sent the girls five girls beat me up five girls beat me up and that was in October but then I went on a trip with him for spring break three months later you know what I mean? Like, so we'll talk about that. Send me, send me a message if you want to make sure I don't forget, because you know I will. And be like, hey, don't forget to talk about the college um, crazy ex story or toxic ex story when you went to spring break with him. I'll remember. Okay. So long story short, we broke up, right? Okay, done. So throughout my four years of college, I had my fair share. I probably had, I probably had too much. Probably stole from some people, you know, um, have my fair share of what are we's? Are we a couple? Why haven't you called me back? Are you with her now? You know, what are we doing? Like all, all those things. I had all those things. I constantly, constantly, constantly found myself looking for love in men who shared totally different values. I wanted commitment, monogamy, and marriage soon after college. One, because I thought that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to come here, you're supposed to find your, your um, college sweetheart, you're supposed to get married, you're supposed to have the Morehouse and Spellman tag on your car. You see everyone, we, you know, it's a, it's a Morehouse, uh, it's a Spellhouse marriage and, right, bought into that. So I thought that's what I was, you know, here to do. You meet the guy, I mean, you, you know, you get your master's, I get your master's, you get your BA degree, right? You get your bachelor's degree. And you also have your boyfriend and you guys get married. 
That's what you do, right? Have kids, the whole, the whole thing. So the men that I was meeting, the, the boys, whatever we want to call them, you know, because we're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, whatever, right? The men wanted hookups, you know, sex, no strings attached, wanted to fill me up, touch on me, whatever, right? And uh, they wanted superficial conversations. Now, I'm not saying all the men. I'm not going to do that. I'm saying the men I was uh, trying to attach myself to, who I had interest in, who who made me feel like I had to persuade them into liking me or who came on really, really strong, right? Whatever. Those men. That's who I'm talking about. And so as you can tell by now, because uh, <laughs> check me out, listen to my life, um, I didn't end up married. I'm not married. <laughs> right? It didn't work. My plan in college didn't work. After college, it didn't work, right? We'll see what happens in my life now in my current relationship. (laughs) However, I did end up with uh, two boyfriends while in college. So, hey, hey, look at me. Check me out. I did something. And the real story to that is I just toggled between the same men year after year. Like it was just, it was just the same, same pond. It was same pond, same guys, right? So, Sadly, the cycle continued well into my graduate school years and beyond, right? Like, again, 10 years of my life, probably 11 years of my life from 18 to like 28, 29, I was fully in situationship bliss, sadness, heartache, all of it, right? It wasn't until I decided to stop dating the same type of men uh, it, was, it wasn't until I was ready to stop getting my heart broken repeatedly, repeatedly, feeling like I was too much, feeling like I was not enough when it finally, when it finally all clicked for me, right? And during those times, I thought maybe, maybe it's how I look, maybe it's because I don't wear enough makeup, maybe it's because I don't wear shorter enough dresses, maybe it's because I'm too heavy or I'm not curvy enough, my butt's not big enough or, you know, whatever, whatever, right? Maybe because I didn't talk like a Southerner, whatever it was, right? Whatever it was. It wasn't until all finally clicked that I realized I only wanted these men because I suffered from four needs that can easily be achieved short term. So the needs I had they can be achieved short term, right? Just quick, not long term stuff, just short term. So still, I didn't know that I had to do things differently to make receiving these long term needs in an exclusive monogamous relationship. If you're listening to this episode, I bet you're wondering what behaviors you're doing that keep you from getting your needs met and ending up in situationship after situationship. I got you. I've created a situationship quiz and I'm so excited about it. Take the quiz to discover more behaviors and more tips for navigating situationships because I know you're in more than one right now. No judgment, boo-boo. I used to have five situationships at a time. Yes. So you're not alone. You can find the quiz at www.dontea.co forward slash quiz. That's D-O-N-T-E-A dot C-O forward slash quiz. I'll drop it in the show notes as well. Okay, back to the episode. Now that I've been able to figure that stuff out, I'm going to share with you because that's what I like to do here. So number one, I was a comfort seeker. 
As a comfort seeker, I used to rely heavily on the comfort of others over, right, overlooking, checking in with myself first and tending to my needs first. I constantly found myself being let down because it seemed like no one understood me or truly made me feel better. Because I was just wanting that quick comfort, I'm lonely, I don't want to go out to eat by myself, uh, I can't show up there by myself, I wish someone to call me, I want to have sex, whatever, right? that, that comfort, I was, um, I was basing that off the comfort of someone else and not really checking in with like, what do I really need? What, what do you really need not to, even after the sex is done, what do you really need out of this, out of this interaction, out of this relationship, right? Whatever. So the second thing was I was always available always available. So being the always available person was a cycle I stayed in for so long that I didn't see the problem until later in life, right? The problem was I always said yes, even when I wanted to say no. I believe the more available I was to everyone else, the more they would see me as the one to choose, right? The more available I was, the more things that were on my calendar, the more things I wasn't committed to for my own personal wants and desires and needs, let me, allow me to be open to the men who would uh, hit me up last minute. So I was always available. No matter what day it was, what time it was, like, hey, you want to get coffee? Or, hey, you want to go get drinks? Or, um, hey, you want to come over? Or, hey, can I come over? Always available. And if I was doing something, I canceled that bitch real quick and we hung out and got together, whatever. Talked on the phone for two hours, whatever, Right. The third one what is I often felt like I was a hostage, a hostage to a situationship. So as a hostage, I remember when I constantly found myself in hostage behavior, I felt like I was carrying around so much anxiety and frustration toward my partner, right? Just like angry and just, just cranky and irritated, right? I knew the relationship needed to end but I also felt like maybe they just needed more time to change, right? Like maybe in a week, tomorrow, next month, whatever, they'll change. So that was a tactic I used to avoid doing what I needed to do, which most times was leave the relationship, right? And the final thing was I was a faux girlfriend. I was a faux good girlfriend. Like I was the best, and I mean by faux, like I was the best pretend girlfriend there was, right? Didn't really have the title, but damn it, I did. I Listen, I could have won an award for how great I was at being the good full girlfriend. I, I got to a point in my life where just being nice wasn't getting me into an exclusive relationship, right? Like being nice and, and kind and friendly wasn't getting me to my end result. It wasn't working. So I believed I would increase my chances of being chosen if I showed them, if I showed him what it would be like if I were their actual girlfriend, right? Like genius idea, I know. <laughs> so I would I would do things like caretaking, I would do emotional support giving, and extremely ex- being extremely understanding, no matter what it was. Oh, I understand, oh, I understand, oh, I understand. Or, or he's trying, or I understand, or I know I have to still wait. And it's been three months since we had our last date in public, and I understand he, you know, he, he wants to see his friends, whatever. I was so focused on being chosen that I ignored the red flags, period. So, Later, I realized if I keep focusing on making others comfortable, I will never be seen and get my needs met, right? 
So I was <laughs> up through all of this. It just became really clear, like, dang, I'm so focused on keeping them comfortable that there, nothing's happening for me. It's the same thing, same thing, in and out, different guy, same experience, all that, right? So I had to believe that there were people out there that could actually meet my needs. I, I just, I, I just was tired of living in a space where it was like every person's like this. No one's gonna meet my needs. I know that's not possible. I know that's not true. I don't like to really sit in that black and white thinking. So I had to really challenge myself. Like there are people out there like that, right? And I had to start small in many ways. I'll talk about that later. However, that's what happened, right? I knew that there'd be people out there who wouldn't tell me I was too much or too sensitive, right? And so eventually I was surrounded by people who wanted what was best for me and loved me unconditionally, those people were my friends, my coworkers, some of my family members, strangers, right? Some people that I, I dated, right? I focus on connecting with those types of individuals. So it's possible. It's possible. So remember, ladies, having your needs is not the problem. Having needs with a partner who refuses to meet them, that is a problem. So this is the time to truly get your needs met and I can teach you how. Hit me up. Let's connect. Let's work together. Come to my beach retreat in October of 2023, right? We can do this work. You got this. Send any questions you have. I believe in you. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show, loves. This show was produced by Mackenzie Mazel and me, Dantea. If you got a question you'd like me to answer, which I know you do, please send it to Dantea at soireesintherapy.com. That's S-O-I-R-E-E-S for soirees. When you do that, the answer might just become an episode, and I would love to keep talking about your question. Want to work with me? The link is in the show notes. I'll see you there and I'll see you in the next episode. Okay.